Welcome to the Main Character Podcast, a space where people can be their own main character and you get to join in on the ride. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Main Character Podcast and welcome if you're also new to the podcast. So today's main character is Noah's sister, um, Ella. Ella is someone that I've been really fortunate to form a really strong friendship and bond with um, over the last couple of months, um, especially through ISO and just kind of, you know, being around Noah, I feel like we're really lucky to have such a beautiful friendship cultivated from a relationship. So, you know, sometimes it feels like we were meant to be friends. Oh, d- and, definitely. And definitely. then Noah and I were supposed to date. <laughs> um, so welcome, Ella, to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, I know you don't have to, but I'd appreciate it. You know, and that's, I think, you know, the main aura around this podcast you know you're here and we appreciate that so um the first thing that I kind of wanted to lead into you know in talking with you today is spirituality um I feel like your family um has a lot of that kind of energy around it spiritual beliefs um with like aunties and cousins and you've also got a really big family as well which is just like so beautiful to be a part of now um so how do you think but you know people around you being spiritual has kind of you know carved your path and you know affected your perspective on spirituality yeah so um like i i grew up you know being like catholic and like going to catholic schools and like learning about like you know like the bible and things like that and i just like never really had a connection with it like a lot of my friends were really like really religious and I just like I couldn't get it I couldn't understand how like this book that was written like thousands of years ago has so much like power over like the way people act and then like when I got to like 15 16 it was kind of like you know like my parents have always been spiritual but like having conversations with like Noah and like Lucy our sister and like hearing about like what they said because they were obviously like a few years older yeah that made sense like that was giving me clarity like not like there's this score that says yes or no it's like you know what I mean like there's more to the universe than just us like as humans like and it was like really cool and then like growing up we've like lost a lot of like really important people like in our lives and like knowing that like their like their death wasn't just like you know what I mean like this sadness for us but that they were still with us you know what I mean like they had like a greater plan and then like uh, in their afterlife you know what I mean like we can still feel them we still have them with us like knowing we had that was like super beautiful and I just feel like you know being closer with you as well like I've learned even more about myself that things like I never even recognized yeah you know what I mean? And like having conversations with you and like having readings, like it just giving me so much clarity in my life and like knowing like, you know, like this is a gap year for me. And I was like, no idea what I was going to do. <laughs> I wanted to travel and we got COVID. Yeah. And that hasn't happened. But yeah, like seriously, like I've never been so sure of like my life is meant to be exactly how I'm living it. Yeah. So it's nice to have that, like, not just, like, the constant questioning 
and worrying about if I'm doing this or doing yeah. that. And I guess like that's that will still happen because that's I think the human brain and how we're wired. <laughs> Definitely mine as well. Um, but that makes me really happy to like hear that like over time it's kind of given you that clarity. How long have you like so? The way I like to see spirituality is kind of when you start to kind of open your heart and mind up to it. I like to label it an awakening. So how long do you think you've been kind of on your journey of awakening? I think like a very slow journey of like... Slow burn. Like 16. I think I started like opening up with like, you know, like my siblings and my parents and having like deep discussions about like what they believe. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, but yeah, I think definitely this year it's been like a, like a really serious thing. Like that I think about a lot more and like, you know, reading the books that you've given me and things like that. So yeah, probably like 16, 17, I really got into it. Yeah. And then like, um, like one of my best friends, um, Maddie, like we would like, we would like after school, we'd go and get coffee and we'd talk for like four hours yeah. about like what we thought about the universe. And yeah. they'd be like, oh my God, it's, it's night. Like, <laughs> what have we done? Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think that going to a Catholic school, like even though it was based on one specific religion, that it kind of cultivated, you know, a belief system and kind of opened you up to believing in things? Or do you think it kind of did the opposite? Um... I think it kind of did the opposite, yeah. honestly. I think... Because I think everyone's experiences are different, you know? So it's, yeah. I'm just kind of, like, asking you personally how it kind of affected you. Because, like, in high school, like, I only really had one friend that was religious. Mm-hmm. But, like, seeing how religion... Like, it definitely... Going to a Catholic school definitely pushed me away from religion. Which yeah. is... It's a bit ironic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, um, I don't know, you just, like... So much of, like, what they believe in, like, religion, it just comes from, like, these texts. And it's, like, why? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, believe what you want, but it's, like, just someone could have written these books and had no idea. You yeah. know what I mean? And then, like, we believe it. And, like, I've, like, there was a lot of judgment. Like, what I saw in high school, like, having conversations with, like, my teachers and stuff like that. It was, like... You know what I mean? Oh, like, we shouldn't do this. Like, I don't believe this because of my religion. And I was like, don't, like, use your religion to have an opinion. Mm. Like, have an opinion. You know what I mean? But don't, like, hide behind your religion. Yeah. So, yeah. It, like, I guess it pushed me towards finding something else. Yeah. Because I feel like if you have nothing, life can be a bit difficult. Yeah. Like, when you have a belief, it's definitely easier. Yeah. And have, like, a higher power, like, of certain you know, kind of magnitude. Like, I think, you know, from what I understand about, like, religion, I think, you know, being a Catholic and Christian, it's that higher power has been embodied into a human, so a God and Jesus and, you know, things like that. Whereas my specific beliefs um, of spirituality is, like, the higher power is the universe, it's the divine. So instead of being, like, a man, it's just, like, a body of stars and light and stuff like that so I think I mean personally for me going to a Christian school it kind of opened me up to up to that belief system and kind of was like it was really exciting that to see that everyone wants to believe in something it's just kind of 
what you're raised with kind of puts you on like a specific path and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, amazing. And so now that we've kind of set the undertone for the podcast, um, podcast general theme of like spirituality, which I guess you may or may not have cottoned on to by now, um, Allah is our local resident fashionista, <laughs> like a brat stole in the flesh. Um, she is so incredibly talented. She's got a beautiful little business with her cousin, um, Amelia, um, and that's Sunshine Cove on Instagram with two E's. I'll make sure to pop it on our socials. Um, but talk me through it. Where did the inspiration come from? Like, what did, what's it been like? Just give me the DL on Sunshine Cove. So, um, yeah. So like earlier this year, when we went into the first lockdown, I was like, all right, I'm stuck at home. I have nothing to do. I've got to figure something out. And I did like textiles in high school. So I would known a little bit on like how to sew, but I was like, ah, no, like I'll give it a crack. She's like, really being so humble. She can literally look <laughs> at something and just sew it. It's really, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah. So I've always like, like I love fashion. Um, I do spend majority of my time on Pinterest looking at just like different you know um <laughs> like inspirations and yeah like different, yeah um and then like in iso it's like i was still putting together full outfits like i i'm not a pajamas type of girl <laughs> never have been probably never will be um but i was like you know i can't go shopping and like i love up shopping but i was like i can't go shopping you know what i mean so i was like all right what's the next best thing and it's like online shopping but um, it's it's something I just can't do. I just I can't spend money unless something is physically in front of me. So I was like, all right, well this isn't gonna work. Uh, so I was like, next best thing, learn how to sew. <laughs> so <laughs> like, who's just like, mm, yeah, all right, I'll make my own clothes. Like, okay, just to like put it into perspective for you guys, the first time I met Ella was at her birthday party this year, and. She was, she said, because like she was wearing this beautiful dress that, like, she was just wearing this beautiful dress, right? And I was like, oh my God, like, that's so, like, cute. And she's like, yeah, I kind of had a mental breakdown, like, didn't know what to wear. So I was like, yeah, I'll just make myself something. And I was like, <laughs> imagine, like, being able to make yourself something. <laughs> like, and I was just, like, immediately blown away. She was just like, mm, yeah, I'll just make it, like, incredible. Oh, yeah, that one was a bit of a struggle because I, like, worked that morning. And I came home and I was like, all right, Ali, you have an hour, whatever you can get it done in an hour. And then you have to start getting ready. Like I, I literally had like fake tan on, like still like developing <laughs> like my dressing gown on. And I was trying to make this dress <laughs> and um, yeah, it ended up working out pretty well. It did have a few pins at the back, but like they were hidden. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, started sewing and like, I was just like, man, like, I really, I really do like this. Like, this is fun. And, um, so I made like a, f a few like tops and a few skirts and like, I was talking to Amelia, like she's my cousin, best friend. And you know what I mean? Like, she's like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then like, she was talking about some things that she was making in quarantine and we're just like, like, look at us. Like, look at us being creative. Like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. So then we like met up just after ISO and, um, we're like, maybe we should just like do this, like, just give it a crack, like try it out, make some stuff, 
see who likes it, yeah? So we like put an Instagram together, Depop, TikTok. Our TikToks haven't blown up yet, but like we're counting down the days. Um, and yeah, like it's been like really cool making things. So we've used our Depop to sell pretty much everything that we've done so far. Like our first, the first thing we sold, we were so excited. Like we got together and we posted it together and we like put on ABBA and like, oh, it was great. And like, yeah, like it's just like so exciting. Like we could just keep selling things and like every message we get, we're like, eee! like squealing inside. It's, um, it's really great, but we're looking towards doing like a, like an official launch. Um, so if you follow our Instagram, we'll uh, keep Exciting you up to date with times. that. Uh, yeah. So we're really excited for that. We've been working really hard on it and I think, I think you're going to love it. <laughs> And I'm non-biased. So Sunshine Cove, um, you have like one thing that I really kind of love and appreciate the brand is like the ethics around it. And I think that in fashion, like fast fashion at the moment is something so dominant in, you know, in Australia particularly. I mean, I don't know what it's like in America or around the West, rest of the world, but in Australia, I think fast fashion is just so common, you know. Yeah, yeah particular websites that just kind of bring out things so often and often the quality is compromised because of fast fashion so um the one thing that i can appreciate about sunshine cove is kind of like you know the ethics and but the quality behind it as well yeah so yeah like a big thing for me like in my personal style was just like there's very few shops in australia that i would shop at like Cotton On, big fan of Cotton On and the Cotton On Group because um, like they have like an A ethical rating. It's one of the highest of like the shops I know for like our age group. So I pretty much get like my jeans and my pants from there and everything else I either like make or I like op shop. Because yeah, like the fast fashion, like it's insane the amount of like, like majority of our like trash each year is just, it's textiles and it doesn't get broken down overnight. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, if we can reuse, reduce and like recycle, you know what I mean? Like these things, like we should like, mm. and like if, you know, I buy like a dress or something like from the op shop and turn it into a cute little two piece. That's like, with goes with like today's fashion. It's like, why not? You know what yeah. I mean? Like why not use something old instead of just buying something new? Yeah. And I see like a lot of people our age, like especially on like social media, you see it like Shein. It's a big one. Yeah. But it's it's so bad. Yeah. Like you gotta really think like these brands, it's like, yeah, it might be cheap and like but it's it's terrible for the environment. Yeah. The the little children that are making your clothes, yeah. like Do you think that like you know, bigger <clears throat> bigger names like that? They try to, because I mean, this is something that I studied in textiles as well. I think Rip Curl is a really beautiful brand that kind of mirrors your kind of like energy surrounding it. Do you think that they try and, I don't know, like divert your attention from the practices that they use? Yeah. Is, like, yeah. Is, it, is it hard to find out like what the practices are? It's actually pretty easy. Yeah. So there's like a thing that I have like on my phone that you can like download like super easy. So Mm -hmm. it's called the ethical fashion guide. Yeah. 
and basically it just has um pretty much like every brand and it gives a rating that's so cool so this is what this is what i use a lot um and like it you know it gets hard especially like to like always be ethical always be sustainable like it gets difficult especially with like the plus size it's like their ranges are even lower which is another thing with um, Sunshine Cove. We really want to like work on being sustainable, ethical, and also size inclusive. Oh, I just stand little, that. I love that. Promo. But yeah, like it's, I use this all the time. It's really easy. You can just go through, find your, um, like your top brands. And like most of what I get is either A or a B, like glass-ons. I love a good glass-ons moment and they're a B. Um, but pretty much <laughs> I try to stick to cotton-on and glass-ons. Because, yeah, there's, like, big brands that are expensive as well that are really, like, Dickies. Yeah. Like, everyone knows Dickies, <clears throat> and they're, like, you know, pretty expensive. But they've got a really low rating. Yeah. Do you think that – are they, are they like, denim? Is it is it because – are they, like, a denim producer? Is that Dickies? Dickies. You know the skateboard brand? Yeah. Do they – because, like, I know that a lot of um, brands, like, if they produce denim, they – like, that can take a hard hit to their rating because it's – you know, it's cotton, it's land, it's water, it's, you know, everything like that. Oh, so this isn't sustainable. It's oh, just okay. ethical. So it's like the how it's ethically made. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like the amount of, like, water that's used to, like, produce, like, denim and stuff is, like, it's not necessarily the most, like, sustainable. Yeah. So buy a pair of denim jeans and wear them for the rest of your life. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's, like, definitely an, inv- an investment is like a good pair of jeans um but yeah also like op shops yeah. have millions yeah like it's harder i think it's a little bit harder for maybe girls because like you know trying to fit something that like fits your waist and your butt and your thighs but definitely the boys you know hey. go to an op shop there's <laughs> heaps of pants i mean a lot of what noah wears are like little finds that you found from the op shop and he's like oh. yeah all right i'll take this Legit, I like buy things all the time, and instead of like, you just transfer me the money. It's like, thanks, Ella. And I'm like, no, this is this is for just me. The shopping assistant. Oh yeah. Um, and like particularly with you know ethics, like within the fashion industry and stuff like that. Do you find that you know being able to kind of like sew and kind of create has given you more like enlightenment about yeah you yeah know. so i've always known a little bit um and i've always tried to like you know like do like the best choice but like now knowing that like like i could like knowing that i can sew it's just like it's definitely helped me but like obviously not everyone can sew but it's just like support little businesses because yeah. the amount of love that goes into like one piece that you buy and like it's you know like they're getting like the money they're getting paid enough you know what i mean like they have good like workplaces yeah um so i think that's it's opened my eyes up into like supporting little businesses a bit more yeah because yeah like even i i don't know like there was this tiktok i saw the other day and it was like cutting out the fabric mm. And it was like the amount of waste that was coming out of that because they're just mass producing so much. Where like me and Amelia, like we have tiny little cutoffs and we like make scrunchies and give them to our customers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we try to reuse like every little piece. That you can. So yeah. 
Which is also really cute for completing a fit. Like, why wouldn't you want a matching <laughs> oh, no, scrunchie? Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, it really just adds a little bit of... It really makes you look put together 100%. if you're a scrunchie matches your fit. Scrunchie and hoop earrings. Oh, you can't go wrong. <laughs> I could literally be wearing my pyjamas and I'll have hoop earrings on. Yeah. A, a statement. Like, this is what I mean. Like, I will literally... I'll go over to her house... And I will be in trackies in a jumper. And, like, you know what? So will she, but she'll have those hoop earrings. <laughs> her hair with, like, a claw clip. And it's like, oh, so she's got her shit together. <laughs> um, it's the power of hoop earrings. Um, Abby's, the, like, the exact same. Um, and another thing that I've come to realize, you know, being so close with you is kind of how intelligent and knowledgeable you are and passionate about you know politics well, within i think that's a first yeah. anyone said that about me <laughs> Thank um in it like you know within you know our age bracket i feel like you know politics is something that we're aware of but we're not kind of you know digging our heels in and kind of figuring out you know because i mean i don't i don't have my citizenship here so i don't vote so i kind of you know, I do have a bit of that ignorant flair and I just kind of like, mm, you know, it's not my problem, but it really is. And I think opening a conversation about, you know, views and stuff like that's really important as well. Um, so what kind of got you so passionate about politics within, you know, yourself and, and your family and stuff like that? Well, um, you know, I've always been a little bit political because, like, you know, my mum... My mum and dad, I'm just really blessed because my mum and dad have always talked about politics. They've always talked about what's going on in the world and, like, we've never been, like... They've never been shy to, like, be honest with us. And, like, my nan... Like, my nan's so political. Like, she will... She will go on about the Labour government for, like, hours. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, like, I've grown up in an environment where politics is talked about often. And then, like, I got to, like, year, year 10. We got to, like, pick, like, subject selection and I picked, like, global politics. Um, and that, like, really opened my eyes because, like, it wasn't just, all right, Australia. It was, like, the world. Like, finding out, like, all of the different politics and, like, the people around the world. So then that was, like, an amazing thing because it was, like, not only was it, like, the class where, like, you know, you went and you, like, read a book and you learnt. But it was also, like, the people that were in the class. It was, like, we were a very small class. We are like, not even 10 people. But, like, we were all, like, super passionate. And we were, like, like things need to change. Like, yeah. and, you know, you discover more about, like, even, like... I think it's really important for our age group to know what's happening in Australia. Because yeah. I think a lot of us don't. Yeah. And I think a lot of us hear about America. And they're really quick to act on American politics. Yeah. But it's like, hey, like, that's great. But what can we do here? Yeah. You know what I mean, like... Because <laughs> we're, we're... While we're not as big population-wise, we're, we're just as big, I mean, with our... Like, Australia's... How do I say? Influence on the world would... Is, yeah. you know, comes really close to America's. I think, you know, Australians are kind of like climbing the ranks in how much we kind of affect and influence the world, you know, whether that's in pop culture, um, whether it's in, you know, fashion, whether it's in aesthetic, you know, holidays, travel, you know, things like that. We're also very, like, we're kind of very rare as well, like as a country, because like 
we have like um, our indigenous people, but they're not the majority of the population. Yeah. It's um, immigration, that is. Yeah. So it's like we're very different in like, it's not like these traditions that have been like thousands of years old. It's like all of these people have come from like other countries and they all bring their different opinions and their different traditions and their different beliefs. You know what I mean? So I think we're very different in that. So if we were able to use that and be like leaders mm-hmm. in like a way, we would have like like so much strength. You know what I mean? And like people would listen because it's like not only have like we been here for like, you know, like not that long but yeah. also like we've been able to work on like being like getting like we have so much racism in australia yeah like can you imagine if we could work on that problem yeah like no other country would be able to say anything because yeah. like we've come from like such hard like a hard way yeah um but yeah like i mean being political <laughs> and getting drunk definitely don't go hand in hand and i remember um like going around to at parties and me and my friend who's also very political would go up to people and be like so like what do you think of scomo and they'd be like who's scomo like scott morrison and they're like don't know him and i was like the prime minister of australia kidding like where we live and i'd be like oh yeah he's all right and he'd be like he's all right and they're like <laughs> oh no nah, i don't like him and it's just like man like you guys like 18 year olds <laughs> literally don't even know who the prime minister is yeah. like this is ridiculous um and then you'd be like yeah so what do you think of president trump and they'd be like oh man he's the worst and they were like know so much about him and it's just like imagine if you kind of had that much education yeah. about your own you know government yeah like and I think, like, within Australia, we're very ignorant about politics and it's not something that's very talked about. It's Why like, do you think that is? Honestly, I'm not sure. I think yeah. maybe, like, it might be that we're, we're all so different. You know what I mean? Like, we all, like... Like, so diverse and we can't yeah. kind of come to a certain... Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, like, um, yeah, it's like... You know, it's like, oh, like, did you vote Labour? Did you vote Liberal? It's like, oh, can't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable talking about it. It's like, oh, I just, I voted for who my parents voted for. Like, it's like, what? Yeah. Like, man, ask me about politics. I'll tell you my opinion straight away. Yeah. Like, but yeah, it's like it's a really weird culture that we have here where we don't talk about politics and we like. Do you think because I mean, relative to other countries, I think. Australia leads the way in a lot of fields, but politically and, you know, in terms of our connection with the Indigenous, you know, culture and things like that, we're actually kind of, like, backwards. We're a little bit far behind. Uh, uh, I think we definitely are very backwards. Yeah. And I think because we have such a small population that it, we could easily change it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, with everything, I think, like, you look at Australia and how beautiful it is and how, like... The, you know what I mean? Like our summers, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like we could be so much better sustainably. Um, and I think like, but yeah, we're like so behind. We're so scared of change that we're like too scared to act on it. Yeah. Do you think that's because maybe like the situation and how, you know, bad it is, is just because it's, it's so large and it's like of such a great magnitude that it's 
often overwhelming for people because I mean like I even like touched on this with Noah in the last podcast you know because he feels so strongly about this but you know he there was there's that kind of like that block of why is it so hard for everyone to kind of like tap into it yeah um, do you think it's just because it's so large that people are like "Mm, nah (laughs) no no worries (laughs) um no honestly I'm not sure but I just think like I think that we need to like as a country just change it like like politics was a like I had to wait till year 11 to do it like why don't why aren't we learning why aren't we having political discussions in year like eight and year nine and year ten yeah and like making people aware and it's not just like oh you know I just vote for who my parents vote for like you know what I mean it's like know who you're voting for it's 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 pretty easy to just you know find out a bit like download some news websites like I like SBS like I app on my phone it's sends me like updates all the time I'm like this has happened this has happened this has happened yeah and it's like really great to like even just use that to like be able to like you know when you don't have time to sit down and read an article or many articles yeah and I mean even the news (sighs) (laughs) like from what I've learned and from my perspective I don't watch the news because I mean because I'm around such kind of like aware people i i know that important information will come to me and i know that's a really bad way of looking at it but i'm just really lucky to have people around me that are really aware of kind of like current affairs but the news to me especially within these past couple of like months this year has just been creating you know provoking so much fear um not only around covid but it's just kind of been ignoring a lot of the things and i think People, like, you know, need to be aware of where their news is coming from, how the media is spinning it. You know, in English in school, you're kind of taught about different persuasive techniques and things like that. And, like, it is so crazy to see how often it's actually utilised in the, in the news, you know, imagery and, like, and certain words that provoke fear or worry or angst. So it's be, it's just kind of being aware as well as, like, the news that you're watching, you know, where it's coming from and the companies, who owns them, you know, who has an agenda behind what news is being put out into the media. So I think, you know, little, like, a comp- like broadcasters like SBS, I find, are really kind of open. They talk about what's happening in the world yeah, yeah. as well as Australia. So what are what are the other kind of, like news outlets that you kind of rely and trust for your news well um and like you know stuff like that like getting like doing politics it's like this is definitely something that you learn about um and there was like this quote that my teacher used to say and it's like don't listen to the news news you're uninformed if you listen to the news you're ill-informed so it's like you can't win you know what i mean like but um definitely like you know, like Channel 7 and like Channel 9 and Channel 10 News, you know what I mean? Like their job is to not just give the facts. That's not what they're doing. They're trying to make views, you know what I mean? And like the media controls so much on like, like you're right, like they use fear Mm, a lot. Fear-mongering for sure. Because fear is something that's very like easily used to control people. Yeah. Because it's like... I think it's like the strongest thing. It's like, you know, if you're fearful for your life or your family's life or their safety, mm-hmm. 
then you're going to listen to what they say. Mm. But yeah, definitely like a more neutral, like there's an app. Neutral, I love that word. Like neutral <laughs> news, like that's, that's like, that's, yeah, really good. I'll that. get this website um, for you to put on the Instagram. Amazing. But it, um, it actually says what the, like the articles are. So like neutral um, is like a really safe one to go for because they're not going to like try and like sway you to like pick one side or this side. But like just like this is what's happening. The truth. Yeah, the facts. Um, yeah. So like the ABC and the SBS are really, really great ones to go with because yeah. um, they're not just they're not just media companies that are used to like make a lot of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, so, yeah, they're really great. Um, and even the ABC is kind of like, um, we were, Noah and I were listening to something the other day and the ABC is slowly changing the way that they're kind of putting out news in fear of losing um, funding from the government. Yeah. So that's one thing that's actually really interesting to know is so certain like media outlets are funded by something. The money's got to come from somewhere. So is it Seven News is owned by... Murdoch pretty much all of them are yeah I think I legit think like all of them are at this point um but the ABC is still independent um but they're actually being funded by the government and so when you start kind of throwing in a hidden agenda from the government and like believe this as a conspiracy theory as you may but this is just like what I know is the truth right like funding comes from the government for the ABC and so it's like you know if you were giving money to someone to say something and they were going against that, would you want to keep like keep giving the money? Like, of course not. So also I think being aware of what kind of goes above and like behind all these big kind of corporate companies and media outlets is also something that you like, it's, it's a hard responsibility to take, but you know, I think it's a really important one for us to kind of take on. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, like I see like a lot of people believe a lot on like what they see on Facebook mm. and I see like a lot of people like our age like commenting and it's like you've just read the title you've read the title on this like Facebook thing that's mm-hmm. used to just make money yeah and you're going with it and you're believing it and you're so angry by it but it's like search it up yeah like read an Do actual article about it like you know what I mean like it's like look into it a little bit more if this is like something that you really want to know about yeah and that like, you care about yeah yeah 100 like if it's even sbs and like abc like you know if they have something i'll look into it a bit more like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like just like know that like the news isn't your friend and yeah. then like you should you should be questioning it like you should be questioning what is happening yeah and, like I also really love um, one of my friends when I was younger, Will, um, he had the Vice app. Um, And so that was kind of a way that he kind of got information as well. And like Vice is like real talk. It talks about drugs, alcohol, you know, pop culture, shit like that. But actually, you know, as a society, we like to think that drugs and alcohol don't exist within our youth, but like you're kidding yourself if you think that they don't. So Vice for us, you know, and would kind of like talk about certain articles and things like that, that would appear on the app were like, and actually a really good kind of catalyst to start a conversation about, oh, like, did you hear about the legalization of weed? Like in this place, like, 
what are your thoughts on that and like what do you think you know and then I open a conversation about weed and that kind of like brought in an awareness of you know the positive and the negative and it was like you know a healthy debate and a healthy conversation about something that you know is a reality it's not like yeah. weed doesn't it's exist like, it's, you know it's illegal so you know people don't do it but you grow up and you're like like everybody every second, everyone is like yeah you know what i mean like you, like, you get to like 17 and you're like what <laughs> what everyone everyone said it was illegal no one does things that are illegal yeah. so i think vice is also a really cool like website to kind of educate on yourself educate yourself on things like you know real discussions that oh my god seven news would never like <laughs> i think you've brought up like a really great um point as well is like start discussions yeah. about anything mm-hmm. like you know what I mean like I think like a lot of us are too scared to talk about like anything that's at like super important or like you know a bit controversial but like we're the generation of change like yeah. you know what I mean like we are when we're the majority like think about the, how different Australia is going to be yeah and like yeah open up these dis- discussions whether it's about things like what you were saying like you know drugs and like things like that or if it's about politics like know who the prime minister is yeah. <laughs> know who Dan- daniel andrews is like these things like it's crazy like before the pandemic i honestly don't majority of people did not know who daniel andrews was yeah and it's like i was talking to people at work and i was like you voted yeah like how do you how would you how do you not know who they are yeah like this is crazy yeah and also like just because i feel like you're going to be really good at explaining this um and this is a completely unsolicited question we haven't gone through this like beforehand or anything like that but how does the government work like can you just explain it in a way that me and the listener can just like understand like when you go to vote like what are you doing because i feel like it's just a really complex system that none of us are actually talk about it's just like taxes it's like so overwhelming and we're scared and i think a reason why we're so scared of it is because we don't understand it so would you be able to no, like... yeah definitely and i think it's also like a problem with our school system mm-hmm. is that we don't know education man. how do we not know like yeah. we've been to school for 13 years and we can't even come out with like all right cool you know i know <laughs> I know what algebra is. I know what this is. Yeah. But uh, how does the government work? Like, yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's like, how do I explain this? <laughs> um, so, like, a prime minister, so, because, like, from what I know is there's, like, a cabinet. Like, what even is a cabinet? So, I mean, like, there's political parties. All right, so we'll start with that. So mm-hmm. there's, like, the political parties. Mm-hmm. So there's the ones that everyone knows that are, like, Labour and Liberal. And Greens. Woo-hoo. And Greens, <laughs> yes. Um, but there's actually heaps more. Like, they're just not as popular. They don't get majority votes. So, you know. So basically, the Prime Minister is the head of the political party. So we have, like, the Prime Minister. We have the opposition leader. So in Australia, my... Um, the two biggest parties would be Labour and Liberal, yeah. So Liberal are voted in at the moment and that means they got majority votes. So in the election, they like got voted in. They got more votes than like Labour or Greens or the other ones. So they make government and they make like the Prime Minister, yeah? Yeah. So then we have Labour, which 
they weren't that many votes less. Yeah. So if that makes sense. So it'd be like, I could get up the certificate. Wait, I'll just get it up. I also feel like uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make an animation behind this as well. So you guys Um, can have a look at it on the Instagram. Share it with people, you know, understand it. Because I feel like, I mean, I'm a visual person. I love seeing things. Even now I'm kind of like trying to imagine like everything that she's saying. So I feel like I'm going to... Yeah, definitely. I think that will help it a lot. So, yeah. So, in the 2019 election, we are like Scott Morrison against Bill Shorten. Um, So, then... I have no idea. Like, who's Tony Abbott? Who's, like, (laughs) all these people? Oh, my God. Bill Shorten. Who? So, um, the Liberal government won 77 seats and the Labor government won 68 seats. So, that's not much. You know, that's, like... Well, like nine seats different. Yeah. So basically what happens when the government comes together to make a decision, it's based on votes. Yeah. So it's not like the Liberal government come in and they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Because everything is like put to a vote. And okay, so just say it's like the MCG, yeah? Yeah. So majority of that by a little bit. So like, you know, like let's say like 60% are liberals yeah and then like 40 percent are like labor yeah and there's a little bit in between there of like a few other groups like the greens and stuff yeah. like that so when there's a vote majority have to win so they yeah. have to get majority votes to be able to pass something through and there's a few other steps but i mean it's probably easier if we just don't get into them yeah but like that's that's kind of what it is yeah so it's like um it's like when you vote when like you don't know try and find their agenda like what their plans are yeah you know what i mean um and i guess like that's also like not being kind of brought into all those you know shitty propaganda ads and like everything (sighs) about them just trying to slam like that's personal yeah it's it's very much a popularity contest i think in australia it's like um they get pretty mean like it's like i think like people talking like about bill shorten's looks oh he just doesn't look like he'd be like 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 what what is that like what he's that not mean? hot enough mm, maybe um, if he had like long surfer blonde hair let's give him a surfboard and then we'll vote for him oh yeah it's, it's like <laughs> that's you know my I mean? president like, oh i mean prime minister um and then <laughs> people start, like literally some people don't know the difference in australia like they're like who's our president and i was like um wrong country cd and i'm not even from here but i feel like new zealand politics kind of runs similarly to how it's done here i think it's all just like that voting so that makes it like really cool because i think if i was to vote i mean i've always said this from what i've been informed by by like will as i mentioned before um like if you can vote for greens because unfortunately you know with the demographic of australia they'll never go into you know government within the foreseeable future but like the more that you vote for someone in the greens more means the more people in that kind of make up a part of that mcg so it's like it changes it from being like 50 50 like libs and labors to like you know 50 liberal like 40 and then like 10 greens so they still are there there are still people that are present in that room to kind of influence a decision 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, And also, um, just to bring astrology back into this, so I don't know if I've told you this before, um, and I'm going to make a separate episode that kind of will talk about astrology and planets and transits and things like that um, in a little while, so get excited. But basically, Pluto is the planet, so right on the outskirts of our solar system that rules, um, you know, death, freedom, knowledge independence and things like that and the last time it was in this particular transit i did like the calculations same with saturn so the last time they were kind of in this part of our solar system and our world um we had the french revolution and oh wow (laughs) so i think get excited because you know i think that that goes for a sign of the times we've got some big change coming and i think that our generation is going to be at the forefront of kind of driving these changes. So, you know, get excited about your influence. And I think if one person can decide to make a change and spread that to somebody else, I mean, just look at how fast coronavirus spread. Could you imagine if we did that with... I say this all the time. Knowledge. <laughs> I say we need a revolution. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like I studied the French Revolution and hear about it. And it, it starts with us. It starts with the little people. Yeah. Um, and I think this is why we need these discussions because it's like, if we don't talk about it, we don't know that we're all on the same page and yeah. that we actually make up the majority. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah, like, I think there's so much in Australia that needs to change. And I think that the governments in their three years that they have, they don't have the ability to do it. And I think they're too scared and we need some, I think we need younger people in there that are willing to make change. Yeah. And like. So what, like, if they don't get voted in, in that three years, if they make as much change as possible, then that's, like, that's not going to just disappear overnight. Yeah, it's not, it's not like it's just going to be a dent and then that's it. It'll heal itself. I feel like, you know, persistence and consistency, if you can just keep driving, you know, positive change, you know, I think that you'll be fine because I think a a lot of people are really scared that their views are wrong and you know I guess there is there's a stigma about that right or wrong and I think nobody's right or wrong it's just what you believe in but so long as it just has that underlying vibe of (laughs) driving to help people so long as you kind of have people's interests at heart and I think at the moment from what I know in the short time of me being educated, being surrounded by you and Noah and, um, you know, people that are really educated about this type of thing. I think money is money makes the world go round. And I think people like to make decisions that help Australia make more money. And I think Victoria going into lockdown right now has also been a big wake up call because, you know, obviously we all need funding. People have lost jobs. Like I'm not trying to say that that's wrong. But it kind of just goes to show, you know, one state's gone into lockdown. Daniel Andrews, oh my God, here we go. I'm getting into political <laughs> like views. But he has people's interests at heart. And this discussion that he's having with us and the change that he's making, it's shit. It's hard. You know, um, I am now going to counselling I because I have depression. And like I've talked about that 
you know, with someone and, you know, the byproducts of us going into lockdown aren't great. I'm aware of that and I feel that on a deeper level, but it's because this man who's in charge of us right now is not worrying about money. He's worrying about lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like people are, you know, like people are saying a lot of bad things about Daniel Andrews at the moment, but he's also been voted in twice. Yeah, like so he's like, done a good job yeah. in the years that he has been voted in to look after Victoria. Yeah. And you're going to look at like this thing that we haven't dealt with before. There's no training for this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like Daniel Andrews isn't waking up one day and saying, you know what? I want to just put Victoria into lockdown <laughs> for another 10 weeks. Like just a bit of spice. Like yeah. that's not how it is. You know what I mean? Like he has people working around the clock to know what the best thing is. Like, um, he like if you uh watch the press conference about the like extending the lockdown like we're all really sad about extending the stage four lockdown i'm sure there was no one that was happy about that but like they ran like a thousand different scenarios and this is the only one that would work Mm. like he even said like for christmas to have people together for christmas this is their plan yeah like you know what i mean like family like that's important like having a christmas day that's so australian to like yeah have your family around you know have a barbecue have a yeah. roast you know what i mean like and it's like he is putting people first yeah and um also if we're gonna blame anyone let's just talk about the liberal government being <laughs> absolutely terrible with aged care yeah i just want to just want to put yeah, that well, out there and this is something that you brought up like yesterday i think um which was like really interesting because it's like if you look at the what is it it's the funding yeah 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 so liberals have kind of like cut off funding to pretty, much cut, care. pretty much cut funding from everything oh. i mean you look at them they cut uh funding with like um like the fire brigade and yeah. then we had the terrible bushfires earlier this year yeah. and it's like oh where's the money for it ah yeah i'm just gonna go hawaii <laughs> yeah quick. i'll be back why do you think you know, first of all, I just want to say, you know, if people are so angry about Danny Andrews and he's been voted in twice, I think that just goes to show, like, you're the one that made this decision. You've made yeah. your bed, now sleep in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, political statement. Ah, uh, But why do you think so many people voted in for Liberals? Like, why do you think... Because, I mean, Liberals haven't governed Australia for a long time, haven't they? Um, it's like, it's been a fight. They won the last election. Yeah. And then they won this election. Yeah. Um, but, like, why? Because, I mean... You know, we can say, like, liberal suck and here's everything that they're doing wrong. But, like, why do you think the majority of Australia voted them in? I think um, majority of Australia, I think that they see themselves not as in the situation that they're in, mm-hmm. but the situation they want to be in. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, I think, I voted for, statement. like, liberals because it's like... I, you know, like, I want an investment property, yeah? You know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't own one now. I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I want to own one. Yeah. And like Labour are coming in here and wanting to tax the rich. So that could be me. But it's like, no, like we want to tax like the millionaires and the billionaires. Not like you having like an investment property. Yeah. So it's just misinformation. Yeah. And it's kind of like, also like, yeah, people are voting not for like helping themselves kind of thing. And it's like that's not where you are in a situation right now you know what i mean like are you in a situation where yeah you own a few investment properties you're able to pay for pretty much privatize everything like no you're not in that situation like you rely on public school you rely on like 
Medicare and like, you know what I mean? Like that. So yeah. it's like people need to start like voting for like the next three years of their lives. Instead of, yeah. Instead well, of like, yeah. Yeah. I think that's like one of the problems within Australia. It's like, that is it. Like, um, I wasn't old enough to vote in the last election, but I handed out how to vote cards for the Labour government. And I was in a pretty like poor, poorish area where I was doing this. And the amount of parents that came in with their little children that just walked past every other one and just grabbed liberal and like walked in. And I'm like, like, you've got no idea. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You're voting against yourself because like you're the type of person that would rely on public schooling and like you know Mm -hmm. like medicare and stuff like that and it's like you you just like you're not you misinformed and i think as well like australians are pretty racist and i think like in melbourne like where it's like a bit of a shock when you find that out because you're like what yeah like melbourne like my little school had like 22 different nationalities like i've always grown up with like having heaps of culture around me yeah um but then yeah and it's like when you had i i mean speaking from like personal experience when you had into the northern parts of Australia, I think, you know, racism is definitely something that isn't quashed. I think racism racism is a topic of discussion a little bit more so here, um, but I think it's easy for us to talk about something when we can't see it. Whereas, like, up there, it's something that's so, you know, prominent within, like, society. I mean... I was a little brown girl that was bullied for having a different accent. So it's like I could not imagine what kind of racism somebody of this land that had, you know, a darker skin colour or couldn't understand English would experience from these people that were just kind of misinformed. And it's like, you know, racism is different everywhere, but it's it's always there. And I think, you know, having those discussions again is just, something that's a really powerful tool to kind of quash that but as yeah. you're saying yeah. so yeah and i think um like f- for liberals to like form government they rely on is it like one nation um, um and just to kind of you know wrap us up now that we're at the coming to the end of the podcast we have a special guest amelia who is um co-owner of sunshine cove um and so she's just been in the room kind of listening to us talk which has been really fun to have like her energy here um but amelia kind of just wanted to like add in and touch on her experiences with voting um take it away yeah go um okay uh i'm like so naive when it comes to like politics like I'll take, I didn't know who Scott Morrison was. Like, yeah. Ella had to teach me that. Mm-hmm. And with, when it comes to voting, like you guys were just talking about, um, I've always been taught to like vote for like myself. Yeah. Like when, you know, you're looking at like who to vote for, it's like, what's going to work best for you. Yeah. And like, I've come from a family that's like, like we're very comfortable. Yeah. Like we're yeah. very privileged. So like when I look at voting or when I looked at voting, I was like, oh, like, they're going to tax my dad more. Like, that's not fair. He's worked hard for his Mm -hmm. money. Like, that's not good for us. So I'm going to vote for, like... To help him. To help him. Yeah. Whereas, like, now, like, meeting Allah, like, everyone, I'm like, oh, wait, that's really fucking selfish. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think, though, like, that's not uncommon. Yeah, That's a super common thing, and I think that's... And that's where the term, like, I'm just going to vote for who my parents vote for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
that's what I said. I said it's it's the selfish election yeah. because people weren't putting other people first. And I get that. Like, you know what? I get that it's like, you know, me and my family come first. But at the same time, it's like... We're so the much reason bigger than that. that they're not getting taxed at is because the Liberal governments are slashing everything. Mm. That's why the aged care is getting slashed. It's like, you might get a little bit back, you know what I mean, on yeah. tax time. And it's like, mm. oh, yeah, what a score. But at, at the end of the day, like in the big picture, we don't want the environment to just completely be destroyed. Mm. You know what I mean? We want our elderly to be looked after. We want our schools to be amazing. Like I think we've talked about it just in this podcast schooling needs work schooling needs a lot of work um if we can't even come out of school knowing how the government works then we definitely have a problem Mm. definitely have a problem that we need to work on Mm. um and i think yeah it's like it's it's the way australians are is like the selfish vote but it's also how we've been trained to through the media because that's how the liberal government keep getting voted in yeah because it's like think about yourself and it's like that's all good until you think big picture because you know what I mean even if you're voting so your dad gets a little bit more money back because but like (laughs) when you're old like you know what I mean we're not gonna have like this beautiful country you know what I mean we're gonna have like the Great Barrier Reef it's not gonna exist you know what I mean like all of these things that are like really important to us are not gonna not going to be here and so i guess that that kind of like wraps things thing up so like when you come into your like mentality of voting it's like vote for the next three years so that we actually have a future to think about so it's like Mm. instead of going into the vote thinking about okay how much money am i going to need in 20 years to live think of like okay what government is going to make the next three years the most beneficial for the environment, for hum- like for humanity, so that I even have something to live for in twenty years. Yeah, yeah, type 100%. Of thing. yeah. Like, I think it's like the month before an election. Just read up a bit. Like, yeah. it's not that difficult. Like, this decision is permanent. Yeah, we're not gonna have another one in another month. Mm-hmm. Like, if every three Despite years, you have to spend. Happened, like, within the last couple of years and we had a different prime minister every week i mean there was that but they were still the same political party you know yeah. what i mean it's not like I didn't a prime minister that. that's crazy oh really yeah yeah well i mean it was a different prime minister but it was still like the liberal government or the labor government and it was Tea. still this exact same thing it was just a different face yeah like, that is all that changed um but yeah like if if that's all you have to do every once every three years is just read up a little bit for like a month yeah like it's not that difficult it's yeah. not a crazy thing it's not a crazy ask yeah have discussions with people ask who they're voting for make it more of a common thing to talk about yeah and i think as well like you know if this podcast has found you um then you're someone that's you know already so open to different thoughts and processes and you know you as an individual will have so many things that you're passionate and care about and it's like okay look at what political party aligns up with your true values you know you know write down the things that you love so the environment indigenous like connections i mean you know just kind of look at your values and what you find important align them with the political parties and then use that to kind of you know boost you into conversations about knowing about things like 
you're a powerful person and you have the power to create a better tomorrow. I mean, you know, as tacky as it is, like what you do today and yesterday will affect how we look at tomorrow. I mean, even we think like, oh, like one person, it's so little, I can't make change. But then we talk about it, it was nine nine seats. That was the difference between Liberal and Labor. Yeah. Um, You know what I mean? It's it's not that many people. It's not that many votes. You know what I mean? Like you getting a little bit informed could be the difference. Yeah, 100%. Amazing. Well, thank you so much to Ella um, for coming onto the podcast. I think this has been incredibly like um incredible like in teaching me about like things um thank you amelia for kind of jumping in there on the end appreciate that um thank you i mean thanks for having us and as always everything we said is off the record i love that i hope you get it all right bye everyone remember everything that you feel see and love is yours and you you're your own main character